Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Tom's party is like a who's who. Like, who the f- are you people? Tom used to be the coolest guy on the block. Now look. Oh, here. It's not cold, Thanks. though. It's just a yeah. squirt. Yeah. So I can't stay long. Okay. Yeah, man. We're going to have a little chat. Sure. I'm going to grab something. Give me a sec. I wanted to talk to you about that. What's going on with, like... Um, the friend group situation because Katie's obviously pushed me out. Like I was saying, who the f- is this guy? I came to talk to Tom. If he doesn't want to talk, then I know. to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our Vanderpump Rules episode for the week. Was this episode better than the premiere? I think I was, like, more into it, I think. And I kind of hate to say that because it was very Tom-heavy. Um... A couple of announcements before we get into the episode. One, Patreon. Going to let you guys know, I made a late stage decision to do something. It was both very, like, months in the making, but also at the last minute. I've been wanting to recap uh, Blood, Sweat, and Heels, which was a, I believe, two-season Bravo show. May she rest. I miss her every day. You guys can find season one on Netflix, So I'm going to be recapping that. Uh, Three episodes per episode. Does that make sense? I'll be doing like episodes one through three and one episode four through six and the other one. And then I'm actually going to just because there was a one episode uh, uh, reunion. I'm going to be doing four episodes for the 
final third part of my recap of episode one. You guys, this show is really good. Even if you don't watch a Patreon, <clears throat> if you're not signed up on the Patreon, which is uh, patreon.com slash EBBM podcast, new episodes every week. Even if you don't, watch the episodes, watch the series. It's so good. There is a conversation that happens. We're like, uh, you know, like we're coming out of the Obama era and into you know, they don't know what they're walking into at this point in, in this season. But um, the conversation that has had, you know, because we're in a state of Hillary, you know, we're in the Hillary era at this point. And the conversation that has had about women and their ability to be leaders in episode one is so uh, wild, wild that it's like, man, we have come so far in very few years, but damn, like, damn, that was only like seven years ago, you guys. I, I cannot believe some of the things that I heard in that conversation. But yeah, check it out. Blood, Sweat, and Heels is on Netflix. It's a great, great series, and I really wish they had come back. And my one thing, like, if I could pr- put on my producer hat and my turn back time share wig, I would tell Bravo... We have, you guys have this woman named Ebony K. Williams. Great. Love her. I understand. We're in a post, you know, racial diversity situation going on with Bravo staffing. There's a lot of women being hired on Housewives as the first black housewife of their franchise. With that being said, I think Ebony could actually be a great person to be the leader of the Blood, Sweat, and Heels reboot. She would have been a great fit there. I think it would have actually been perfect for her. And like, yeah, maybe is it a little wild to build a whole franchise reboot about around somebody who wasn't on the show ever? Maybe. But I still think it would have been a great idea. And honestly, still could be like, y'all don't have to pay me too much. I'll take 8%. That's no problem. But also, um, the second bit of news is just me, like, begging you guys again. It is my birthday month. And, like, yeah, it's also Black History Month. And, you know, I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm not going to use it to guilt you. I'm just going to say that it also happens to be the same month. With that being said, I really am trying to, I've been telling you guys a few times now, get my numbers up on Instagram. So if you don't follow me at everyone's business but mine, I would love for you to trying to get to 10K. It's a little bit ambitious at this point, but I think I could do it. Like, I've got the listenership, you guys, and, and I see you and we see each other. So if you could just give me a follow, I would really, really appreciate it. So thank you in advance. And um, you guys know I hate advertising for myself, so I never do it. Well, I do it all the time, but I hate it. Just know that I'm cringing on the inside when I do it, so... Thank you. We can be done with it. Okay, let's move on to the actual, actual show. So Tom walks out of the bathroom, right? He seems to have what looks like a small box of Kotex under his arm. I don't know. I mean, I've seen tampons before. I don't know what that was. But anyway, he walks into the kitchen to say hi to poor sweet Anne, okay? Who really, at this point, might deserve a a Nobel medal for, for peace, Okay, the most underpaid assistant in the world, sweet Annie. He just got back from, you know, Jojo Siwa's shoulders. He says in a confessional that the past few months, he's been on the receiving end of all this hate, right? No end, no end. 
Sweet Lady Jane called him a liar on a cake and took a picture of it. And, and he hasn't been the same since, right? But he also realizes that he had to be able to, like, handle those things. So, like, he went on to Jojo Siwa's shoulders to do that, to punish himself. I don't... Like, has Tom ever considered that that is a third option? Which really should be the first option. In which maybe you're just, like, a good person to begin with, so you don't have to do all this shit, like, punishing yourself and flying all the way to New Zealand and acting like you feel bad about something that you very clearly don't. Like, even in 2024, we just heard you last week. You don't give a fuck. You just keep acting like you do, which is what's weird. Um, But, so, yeah, like, I just... I I just feel like that would be a very illuminating moment for him. Like, just consider being good. So you don't have to do that shit in the first place. Also, why is his confessional look like, did he get this from one of Barbara Bush Sr.'s estate sales? Like, it was a green blazer. It was giving 1990 Easter event at the White House. I don't know. But anyway, Tom points out some shoes that he bought for Schwartz to Annie. And I'm in a whirlwind with Anna, Anna Marie over in Beverly Hills. So, you know, excuse me. Excuse me, sis. I think it's Anne. She asks if everything is okay between him and Schwartz because I haven't seen him in a while. And he lies and says yes. But then he tells us in a confessional that he's actually obsessed because Schwartz went on Jax's podcast to basically talk shit on him. And what we hear is a clip of Schwartz saying what we all thought, which is the optics of, you know, Tom going around town in an LED lightning bolt blazer screaming about his mama and also the girl that he was fucking on the low living up his rock star dreams like he doesn't give a fuck like it just it's not a good look right so tom has the audacity to be upset with schwartz for like i said telling the truth so then he says to ann that he wants to have a birthday party his birthday's the next day obviously you know ariana's invited if she wants to come you know (laughs) Like, okay. And it's just like, oh, um, mm, I I think she'll probably be busy. So then Tom's like, yeah, 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 you're right. Um, you know, like, what if I just get her, like, a nice hotel room? Like, just, like, a really nice suite. She can, like, have some peace for the night. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So then she has to text Ariana. And also is like, oh, Tom wants to go uh, work out with his friend Jason in the gym, right? So they ask both Ariana and Tom in a confessional, what is it like to be living with your ex? Ariana, so fucking stupid. Like, he's done some really weird things. He's been opening my mail. He's been putting my plates on my car. Recently, he got this white noise machine. So Tom says, um, awkward. It's been awkward. The reason why he got the white noise machine is that when the scandal was at his peak, the things that he was saying were being overheard by Ariana and her friends. And so... He's now got this anti-listening device, this little pod on the ground, just, okay, okay, like being on a Southwest flight. Ariana takes Maya the dog outside, and so Anne ends up catching her so they can talk in person, right? She's like, hey, um, so sorry, um, Tom wants to, like, I'm sorry, have a party at the house tomorrow, I'm so sorry, and he was saying, like, that he could put you up in a really nice hotel or something like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Ariana's like, okay, 
Well, that's not happening. I think that's very disrespectful and inappropriate. And if he wants to have a party, he can have it somewhere else. So if people here are making noise, I will call the cops. And so Anne is just like giving double thumbs up the whole time that Ariana's talking. Just being like, okay, okay, thank you. Sorry. Thank you. (laughs) Poor Anne. (laughs) This is hell. Ariana says in a confessional that she's spiraling, like thinking about the types of parties that Tom used to have at the house. They'd be loud. They'd be disgusting. They'd be up till four, five, six o'clock in the morning. She's not putting up with it anymore. They're not together. It's over. So then Anne reminds Ariana about Tom going to work out in their, j- in their gym, right? And she's like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep existing in my house that I have been. And she goes, okay, well, thank you. H- have fun. she has to go up the stairs and be like this is so weird which she's absolutely right she's completely right i saw a lot of debate before this even episode even aired about uh whether or not ariana was being rude and listen it was deeply uncomfortable i will say that was she being rude um i'm gonna give it like a seven and a half out of ten it wasn't great (laughs) It wasn't great, but I also like it wasn't towards her. And I think Anne is probably very clear that this energy that she's getting is not for her. It's, you know, just her relaying her message and the energy back. Does she need to? Probably not. I think Anne probably gets it. But also, you know, I I don't know that I wouldn't be doing the same thing a time or two. After that, we see some man playing in Lisa's hair in her bathroom. I'm really not going to say that he was doing anything. It was just like a very gentle brushing, like just running the brush and lifting the follicles, really. But he does ask, do you want to put your hair up for the night? And Lisa's like, no, it's not to party. So it's the night of pumps closing, right? She's saying that the rent is too damn high in West Hollywood. Ken is looking to retire. Then she says a very shocking thing in a confessional and I know you're gonna think that it's her being like oh you know in 10 years when I'm in my 40s I really don't want to be stomping the pavement but what was actually shocking is that she said in 10 years um Ken is only gonna be in his 80s in 10 years he'll only be in his 80s okay I'm sorry okay okay um I just had to sit with that one Anyway, then we see James and Allie walk down the middle of some seemingly fairly major street in Burbank. I don't know, to discuss why they're not going to be at the pump closing, right? Which is because James is going to be flewed out to do a sold out show in Chicago. But they do talk about him wanting to get a dog, not being sure where Graham is right now. And Rachel's, you know, obviously in treatment. He's like, you know, I'm just very nervous. Like, he doesn't want him to be in Arizona where it's infested by cactus. He doesn't want to running out and get poked again, (laughs) which is not funny. (laughs) It's just the way, you know, James is hilarious. And that's just our truth. You know, I think collectively, like, do we all just want to take this moment to just like admit to ourselves that life throws us curveballs. It's not fair. And occasionally, occasionally some people slip through the cracks just occasionally like just sometimes James is very funny James is very funny and that's and that's all I'm gonna say I'm not saying he's a good person I'm saying he's a funny person okay 
So James, speaking of, goes over to hang out with Schwartz, right? And he says in a confessional, you know, since all of this, sorry, not James, Jason, (laughs) Jason, person we don't know, goes to hang out with not Schwartz at all, Sandoval. Am I okay? I write, I need to be more specific is that I wrote Tom in the notes and I'm just like, whichever one, I don't know. (laughs) Jason goes to hang out with Sandoval. Excuse me. And he says in a confessional that, you know, since all of this, obviously he's lost a bunch of his actual friends. So he's been leaning on these ones who have stuck around. The stuck arounds. Okay. I don't know if I, like, if I were Jason, I would love to hear that. But okay. Jason, if you guys don't remember, manages Tom's band. I believe it is his wife who works with Howie Mandel, which is why we were subjected to that podcast. So do with that information what you will. Jason asks Sandoval, have you talked to Rachel lately? He's like, oh, no, I just really want to be with her right now and, like, give her a big hug. And Jason's like, yeah, like, it must be really hard because, like, you guys are kind of going through it together. Like, you know, people go through hard times, but you guys are like, you know, it's like like a lot of people hating you. And he's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Are these the conversations you have with your friends? They're just reminding you how much people don't fuck with you. That's why I'm here. Tom says in a confessional that he's still very much in love with Rachel. What? And that he's hoping that they can give their relationship a real chance. No, you don't. <laughs> don't lie, girl. So then Jason whispers, um, is Ariana still here? And Anne's like, no, no, no. And then we see that 30 minutes later, Anne had gone into the gym to tell Tom that she told Ariana about the party idea and she shut it down. So Jason's like, well, I mean, is she even allowed to tell you that you can't have people over? Like, what is she even going to do? And Anne's like, oh, so so sorry. Um, Ariana did mention that she might have to call um, the police. So might not be the best idea. And Jason goes, call the police? That's nuts. So Tom says in a confessional, look, I understand that Ariana's upset. But, like, you know, even though she might not agree, like... I don't think the cops will think that, like, what I did was actual criminal activity. Which, like, technically that's true, I guess. So Tom asks, like, well, what do you think, and could we just, like, compromise? Maybe I just have some friends over until midnight. She's like, cool. Gets her little Texan fingers ready to go. Poor Anne sends the following. Hi, so sorry. So he was wondering if he could have people, but, like, very small group, maybe, like, 12, and then have everyone out by midnight, Okay. So sorry. <laughs> so Ariana goes out to get smoothies with Lala at this place called What a Peach. Where is this place? Is that real? Is that place real? Like, I know it's real. But is it like a place that real Angelinos go to? Or is that like an Instagram place? Because it was giving Instagram. But like, I, I'm, I'll go up for a smoothie. Are they good? Holler at your girl. So she goes to get smoothies with Lala, right? And she's telling her, you know, Tom wants to have people over, but she's willing to, you know, dial those three numbers in particular. And so Lala is like, well, what's going on here? Like, that's his house too, logically speaking. She's like, yeah, you're right. She's like, well, how would you feel if you just had people over until a certain time? So Ariana's like, well, actually, and texted me about that. And I told her it was fine. So Lala is like, well, wouldn't it just be easier to move out? 
And Ariana's like, yeah, sure. When the house is sold, because I'm not here for him, like asserting his dominance, like he's being louder and more obnoxious and making me uncomfortable. So Ariana says that she wants her lawyer to look at all the numbers, you know, dot, 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 and go from there. Put a little offer into Tom at that point. And in a confessional, she says, and she does say to Lala, like part of the reason why she is digging her heels into this is because she's digging her heels into this is like, I'm not going to let you win. Okay. But she says in a confessional that the fact of the matter is, you know, Tom broke my heart. He fucked this home up. So he doesn't get to do all of that and then keep the house. So Lala's like, well, how does Dan feel about all this? And she's like, you know, like it's money's racking up. Every time he's coming out to L.A., they're having to get a little, you know, a little Juan Dixon special, if you will. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's costing a lot of money. So then Lala asks, well, how would you feel about Dan and you having kids? And Ariana's like, oh, well, actually, let me pause here, okay, and talk about the house thing. And I know this has been, like, a big point of contention. And if you guys have Peacock, I don't know if it's available on YouTube. Maybe check it out. But the Vanderpump Rules, like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, has an after show. And I don't watch the whole thing. I just watch the clips. And they do discuss, you know, like why Ariana and Tom are still living in the house. Because we know on that Nick Vile podcast, he said that he offered Ariana like a million dollars over the market value of the house. I think we've learned since then that that's not exactly true. That the offer that he gave her was like a joke compared to like what if he wanted to be fair, like he was claiming he would have given her a lot more than what he actually offered her, right? So in the after show, it's kind of interesting because the only person, and they talked to Katie, Sheena, James, and Lala, I think, about this whole situation and Ariana staying in the house in particular. James is the only one who seems to be like team Ariana about this whole thing, and all the rest of them are like, we don't get it. So it... What Ariana said in the after show is that Tom won't give her like an itemized list of what exactly she owes him. And that in the beginning of their relationship, like pre-2021, they had a joint account. They would just put money in, re-up it when it went low, and that money would go towards all the house bills. Whatever happened, like they did some refinancing and... They ended up putting all the house bill money into Tom's bank account alone. And she's been asking him. She says, I've asked like three separate assistants over multiple years at this point. Just tell me, like, give me a breakdown list of what it is that I'm paying for. Because she said that she found out in hindsight that the money she was giving toward the mortgage was more than what she should have been giving. And. I don't know how long this had been going on, but that's what she had found out among some other things. So Tom, however, his side of the story is like, you know, he's basically just stuck talking to Schwartz while Schwartz like, you know, nervous legs his way out and like wipes his mouth. And it's just like, here he is saying another thing that I don't agree with. And yet here I am. Howard Cade stirring it up to this Anna Nicole. Um I really need to stop saying that because it really, like, I really go up for Anna Nicole and to compare her, 
even jokingly to Tom Sandoval is really not fair. So I'm sorry to that girl. But again, I'm not sorry to Howard Kastner, and I do mean that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Shit. Um, so what his excuse was is that like, I, I, what I just don't understand is how is this man saying that he's been paying all the bills, but like he can't pay for an accountant to just like to itemize a list of why can't the assistants do it? Just gather up all the bills. And he's telling the shorts like, what does she think? I have like some conspiracy with like spectrum or like whatever, <laughs> you know, the cable or like the utilities. Like, what does she think I'm doing? Like to stealing money. And, and even shorts can't even look him in the eye. Like, like bro, if what she's been asking for is honestly a very simple request, especially now that you guys are no longer to, to no longer together. She clearly has every in the reason in the world to not trust you at all. Why can't you just give her a list? You get the bills. It's not like it's even something that you have to request. I, I'm i not seeing what the issue is on his end. Like, you're complaining a lot, but in the time that you're taking to complain, you could have just gotten your money instead of complaining about struggling about this money that you don't have. But you're also offering her a lot of money, so you claim... <laughs> I, there, there's just like a lot of two two truths being told, you know, and those that doesn't exist that can't happen. Okay, so back to the show. Lala asks her about you know having kids with Dan, and Ariana says for the first time, I'm actually like, oh, maybe this could be something. Maybe this could be a person who I could feel confident that we're putting in fifty fifty effort, and if I'm feeling like I can only give ten percent, then he's more than willing to give 90 and vice versa, right? I could actually see a future with this dude. And it's giving, like, Khloe Kardashian, when she broke up with Lamar, said something very similar of, like, in her gut, she knew that this was not the person she should be having kids with. So she kind of created this environment of, like, oh, I don't want to have kids. Or for Khloe, she was like, oh, I think maybe I have issues having kids. Which, I mean, I think technically she did, but, like, I think at the time she was delaying a lot of things, like testing and stuff like that, because she knew that she should not have kids with Lamar. And it sounds like Ariana's saying in a confessional that, like, in hindsight, the person she was with was what was affecting her desire to have children. Like, you know, maybe a little bit more than she thought. 
So then we go to pump. Ken and Lisa are shuffling in for the last time. And, you know, Lisa's giving her signature black and pink, her Kentucky Derby carnation pink hat with the pink cardigan. It's a little wisp of a pink bra underneath that black dress. Classic pinky, right? So she goes up to do a speech that I truly could not pay attention to. There was a man in the background, y'all, who was wearing what looked like children's place size pajamas, like a 40. And this dude was at least five foot ten. Like we at this point had maybe a three quarter inch inseam short. Like he looked like his house went on like he was nannying. His house house went on fire, and they were like, well, all I have are pajamas. Why? I don't know. Maybe that was a bad example, because why does she, he not have clothes on in the first place? <laughs> so maybe maybe erase that. He also had, like, chopsticks in the shape of a cross in their hair. I, don't, I, I, won't, I won't presume. There was a lot going on. So honestly, like, I was just drinking that whole situation in and really having, having fun with that. But I, I did snap back into consciousness when everybody started showing up, everybody looks over to hear why a crowd is screaming over by the bar. And it turns out, let's celebrate that. Schwartz actually managed to be a bartender for more than 47 seconds before, um, you know, dry heaving and exiting stage left. So then after that, Schwartz walks over to Lisa. Katie and Ariana are like, okay, we're going to find anything else to do. Bye. <laughs> so Schwartz and LVP have this one-on-one -on -one conversation. And he tells her everything about what's going on at Schwartz and Sandy's. What I told y'all last week is actually worse <laughs> in real life. That the partners want nothing to do with Sandoval. He has tainted the brand. They want, they're done with this man. Those are their words. It is now to the point where they have asked Sandoval not only to step away from the business, the, you need to be like 50 yards away from the actual brick and mortar business. And if you try to come in here, you will not be welcome. <laughs> That's wild. What happened? I, oh, I would pay six, 75 for an audio recording of, I had to ask for three recordings, like the two recordings that led up to this decision and then the group recording of everybody talking about the final decision that was like, he is not even welcome. What happened, Greg? <laughs> what happened? Greg is messy. <laughs> That's very funny. That's very, I've never heard of this shit. Does this really happen in, in food service? I don't think any of this happens. But anyway, so then Schwartz says, listen, I actually am really disappointed in Sandoval because I didn't expect him to fully check out of the whole situation. I thought he would be more proactive in terms of how to handle the situation and go from there. So Lisa tells Schwartz, this is this is the shit that Lisa does that pisses me off. She tells Schwartz. Oh, you need to tell Tom how you really feel, and maybe you should use this time to reevaluate and make a lot of changes in your life, Schwartz. But then she t says in a confessional that she feels like this whole thing is unfair to blame Sandoval for the demise of their business. 
Well, who demises it then, girl? Because she doesn't think that Sandoval took into consideration, like, oh, uh, you know, like, maybe I shouldn't do this because it's going to mess up my businesses. I call BS on that because in my memory, I feel like Lisa has said some version of, like, you guys need to be on the up and up. You guys need to keep your reputation up. Your names are outside this door maybe like 45 times over the years. So I'm not like, what, what is her issue? Not issue, like or her allegiance to Sandoval's almost worse than shorts. You know, they're both. You know what I mean? And I watched like a little bit of Watch What Happens Live with Sheena last night and Andy asked her, who do you think Lisa has more of an allegiance to, uh, Sandoval or Ariana? And she's like, oh, definitely Sandoval. And you will see it in the show this season. So this has got to be example number one. Like, why would you? And, and it also doesn't make sense why you would tell Schwartz, oh, tell the truth and shame the devil. But then also be like, I don't understand why everybody's blaming him. Why is everybody mad at him? <laughs> what? Like, ma'am, if this was your situation... Would it be the same? I don't know. Fortunately, we move on to something real, okay? When we walk into the studio, hearing the dulcet tones of Sheena singing Good as Gold, our national anthem, by the way, while she and Brock are walking in. Let's get into her outfit for a minute. The, <laughs> the backwards black hat, black crop top with the silver, like, purse strings as straps. Like, think about, like, the Chanel chain link string straps those are acting as a spaghetti strap for this crop top she has black sweatpants that say valley brat on the left leg like this bitch is an icon okay <laughs> so sheena's like an emo night veteran she's a girly for whatever the hell goes down there dashboard confessional confessional sing-alongs i'm not sure but Emo Night's like this thing that happens. It's like a DJ set that happens in L.A. So they got in with the guys, her and Katie, Ariana. The way she tells the story is like a little, oh, <laughs> I don't know if you quite hear this. But she says at a confessional that she wanted to do this DJ set. So she like talked to them and they were like, yeah, how about you and Ariana? <laughs> Oops. So Ariana looked over at Katie and... um she was like, oh, well, why don't you do this with us, too? So now, in honor of Evo Night and her DJ set, she's recording a screamo version of Good as Gold. She gets in the booth, and it is like... <laughs> I mean, what can I say? You know, at one point, she calls herself One Take Drake, which really, like, made me wet myself. Apparently, Brock is very into this version of her. Like, he's giving outside the studio recording her. Like, you're doing amazing, studio. Like, the glint in his eyes, he's so excited. It's like, oh, you know, I haven't seen this part of Sheena. <laughs> Sheena tells us a harrowing story. Like, this is like our full beyond the music of Sheena Shea's career. She tells us that in 2019, she ended her music career unbeknownst to all of us back in 2019 when she did that uh, horny song with Max or Brett when he was 
humping her behind their own little galaxy light situation. People were like making fun of her and she's like, oh, I can't sing. I can't do this anymore. So she just gave up, you guys. Did anybody know that Sheena Shea had retired? <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me move on. So they talk about how they meeting she and Brock. They're talking about how, um, sorry, that when they go to emo night, this means having somebody else watch Summer Moon, right? She's got this postpartum OCD, PTSD. She, like, can't be away from Summer. She's always watching her on the monitor. She's So she's not watched her by herself for the first year of Summer's life. Her mom's always there. And so now she's, like, working on exposure therapy by having a family friend, Tori, watch Summer. So after that, Tom Sandoval and Schwartz meet up at the Belmont. Tom says that he's sober now because Rachel's not drinking in her facility. So he figured that they could do that together, like in solidarity when she gets out. (laughs) Okay. It's basically a lover's quarrel between he and Schwartz where Tom is telling Schwartz, I know you're upset with me right now. Like, but like, I'm practically broke. You know, I'm paying all the household bills for the past eight months. You know, it's like been pulling teeth to get Ariana to pay me back. And like, I'm shifting $500 from one bank account to the other, blah, blah, blah. Like, like, okay, what does this have to do with shorts? And then it's like, oh, well, you know, I, you went on Jackson's podcast, but shorts is like, bro, bro. If I was in your shoes, I would have been pitching ideas to the business and how to make this work. And Schwartz tells him, it just really was giving, like, you just didn't give a shit, like, at all. And Tom's like, no, like, I know I fucked up. Like, I'm so sorry, but, you know, like, you know, I actually think I should just go in there. But, like, I can't. And I know in Sandoval's mind, high school musical. Like, he thinks that he's going to walk in with like a black fedora over one of his brows and people are going to whisper and they'll be like, Oh my God, that's Sandoval. Oh my God, he's, he's here. Oh my God. And then the lights are going to dim and he's going to go behind the bar and like do some thing where he makes a cocktail and like shakes it behind his back. And then he gets up on the bar and slides down on his knees, you know, and then some song is going to play. And the crowd's going to be like, Sandoval, you're back. He's back. And Greg's going to be in the corner, like, pumping his fist with a, with a tear rolling down his cheek. Like, he did it. Schwartz and Sandy's is back. Like, that's what's going on in Sandoval's mind. And you cannot convince me otherwise. <laughs> so after that, Schwartz asks Sandoval, oh, what are you going to do for your birthday? And he's like, oh, I'm thinking about having this get together the next day. And, you know, Ariana's not going to be there anyway, so I can have it. And Schwartz is like, well, Sheena did invite me to, like, kind of extend the olive branch for us to hang out. And Tom's like, well, are you going to be on my side or not? And Schwartz is like, I'm going to do what's best for me. Which, like, I saw a lot of people that were like, ooh, that was a mic drop moment. But no, it's not, because his bitch ass is sitting next to him squirming being like i don't know why he's late nick vile i'm so sorry so no like in 2024 his bitch ass is still supporting this man so you're getting no hindsight it's not even hindsight because currently again bitch assery so sorry anyway tori the family friend goes over to sheena and brock's to babysit summer 
Now, Erica, Sheena's mom is going to be there. She, like, injured herself, so she can't lift Summer. She can't put her in the crib or anything like that. So Tori's just, like, doing the manual labor, basically. Brock is sitting there with his guns out. and Well, I mean thigh guns. Telling them that Sheena... Basically, he refers to Sheena's OCD as a inability to let things go. And she's like, that's not it. Don't shut up. Shut up. I'm just going to say this is bad. Like, I know that these. I really mean like. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Like, 13% shade when I say this. It's going to sound 78%, but I really only mean about 13%. I know that these two, their relationship is very, like, public-facing. Like, they're, if they're not on the show, they're on YouTube, they're family vloggers. Like, they have this podcast where they're very open about their relationship. But I do think even still, there's a difference between, like, using your platforms and like curating what you want to talk about with your relationship. And it's also like different to be like, I know Tori is a family friend and I know you guys are very familiar and stuff, but like having these sorts of conversations where like, he clearly doesn't respect or he's like, obviously very annoyed by Sheena's, uh, you know, situation and her OCD and her diagnoses. And like, he's frustrated about it. And the fact that he's like, it was like uh, her inability to get things over. Like, I don't know. I just think these things are like y'all are at your house. <laughs> and I know this is being filled for the show, but you know what I mean? Like when you're having the we've all been in a situation where a couple's having these conversations where you're like, oh, I definitely should not be here for this. And I don't want to be, <laughs> you know, like and I just feel like Tori wanted to be like, um, I I don't think. I heard the emo night got canceled, so I'm going to go, okay, bye. (laughs) I would be crawling out of my skin right now. Like, this is, like, not, not, you know? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is awkward for me. I I don't know. This doesn't feel good. So Brock says in a confessional that, like, before they had summer, which was, what, like, several months before before Summer was born, they had this, like, completely different relationship where Sheen was able to get there and do things, get out there, and now 
it's like she's so wrapped up in decision making and whether or not this is right or wrong and questioning stuff that they don't end up getting things done. So then Brock accuses Sheena of keeping yes people around her, which again, like her mom's right there. And Tori. This just feels very awkward. Like you're keeping yes people around her. Like these are the people that you're clearly referring to. So Sheena explains to her mom, oh, well, Brock feels like I'm always asking you for help and, and advice and stuff. And like, you know, I just getting to the point where it's a hindrance. You, you guys see what I mean? I just feel like there's an involvement in the relationship that I just feel like, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about this. Honestly, I'm not sure how they were able to go from this deeply uncomfortable to me conversation to them all laughing like we're on some kind of sitcom. Oh, We'll move on because I'm deeply uncomfortable and I would like to, okay? Schwartz goes over to Casa Kennedy to get his birth chart read by Allie. Allie, the astrologer. We got to get, we have to get Allie or some kind of an astrologer on the show, I think. Right? Like, I think it's time. So Allie says, listen, no offense, but I just feel like Schwartz really needs his chart read. Like, more than most people. And then she tells Schwartz that he's got the most Libra in his chart that she's ever seen. And he's like, yeah, I get that a lot. And she basically is like, yeah, it just seems like you really like to be around people or like socially, you want them to be happy and you're like a people pleaser. He's like, hey, I don't really like that term. Okay. So then James gets his text from Sandoval. And he's like, I just got a text. I, I just got one. I just got, I just got a text from him. And now he's like, oh my God, I'm shaking. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I actually got the shivers. What happened? What happened? So then Sandoval says, oh, you know, if you, um, like, sorry. Hey, James, what a clusterfuck I've caused. Now, like, let's just be here. This is like, he's not spoken to this dude in probably three months, at least. <laughs> you fucked this girl. Hey, man, what a clusterfuck I've caused. But it's my birthday, my B-day. I'm having a little gathering at the house, so, like, if you and Allie want to come by, no pressure. So James is like, Schwartz, are you going? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I think so. So he just texts him back like, uh, maybe I can stop by for an hour. I'm not sure. And he tells Schwartz, listen, I'm probably not, he, like, he's probably not going to come for me, right? Like, he's not going to come for me at his, my, at his birthday party, right? He's like, oh, you think? Like, he's not going to, right? Like, if, if he does, bro, bro, bro. I'm egging his whole house, bro. Like, uh, the the windows, like, I'm a real menace about it, bro. Like, don't, I'll do it. <laughs> it's like, okay, nobody said, nobody said anything about that. So then we see James and Allie driving over to the house, right? James says in a confessional, he needs to hear several things from Tom, which, babe, um, the, what he did was absolutely awful and a betrayal. He's not sure if he can ever come back from it. But if there's one thing he's going to do, he's going to work hard every day to try. I'm like, honey, he's already not been talking to you for months now. I don't think he's suddenly going to devote his his days to, to regaining a friendship with you. I don't I don't think so, babe. But. Then James tells Allie in the car, like, I do feel like I need an apology from him. And they make sure to zoom in real close because it's dark in that car to show us that Allie was rolling her eyes like, bitch, please. And then he's like, you know, I also haven't seen him without a mustache in years. So that in itself is a sight to see. So then back at the house, Tom is telling our, our new friend, Jason, uh, bro, this is like the first time I'm having a birthday party where I'm not drinking. 
But I do have mushroom chocolates. And like also, bro, your pupils are the size of a half dollar. Okay? Don't. Your term sober is for one thing only. And I think we all need to be cognizant of that. And like, great. Great. But you're. I just don't want people to think that this is a blanket term when it very obviously is not. Okay? That's all I'm saying. People start streaming in, which, like, if we just want to take a little trip down memory lane, remember when it would be, you know, Stassi's fucking birthday? She would inevitably end up getting into a fight with her actual friends, meaning, like, Kristen and or Katie, right? Jax, something. And then she would end up having to roll with the B team, which is, like, that Jennifer girl. (laughs) I think her name was Jennifer. And, like, the random people who just happened to also work at Sir. But they never actually got a mic pack on. Like, we never saw them until Stasi was mad at everybody else. This is what's happening to Sandoval. Like, this is some B-team bitches. Billy Lee's the only one that I recognize. And I think maybe Kyle Chan was there. Like, we don't know them. Like, we know Billy, but, you know, like, we don't, we don't really know her. You know? So... It's it's rough. And honestly, the whole thing was sad because it's just like people who don't like you could tell that the vibe was off. Like there have been parties of theirs where clearly we don't know the 40 people that are there in the background. But you can sense the vibe of like people who know each other and like each other and are having fun. These are some hangers on that is clear. The vibes are so off. It is like smell-o-vision just emanating off the screen. It is so awkward. And to make things work, his outfit, he's got this big-ass amulet hanging from his chain, his necklace. And that's, that's real bad. And I'm sorry, because I am going to be judgmental here. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> I don't mean to... to get you off kilter here but I'm, I am about to be judgmental um I just it's just my belief that like a man in a white backwards hat this is like the the opposite of what Sheena was giving earlier a white backwards hat an amulet like one of those things is just a, a crystal and it's like they wrap it around they wrap some metal around the crystal but it's like big you know, like, remember Ryan from Real Housewives of Orange County? He would always keep something on his neck. Like, something like that. Something you get in, like, a gift shop. And he probably got it in New Zealand. He's like, oh, this is like... And they put, like, you know, those kinds of things. It's like, this this necklace represents whatever. And we got it from here. And it's like, it's got the special meaning. And it's like, girl, this isn't even a real crystal. It's plastic. And you wrapped it in more plastic to make it look shiny, but that's okay. I'll take it. That's what he's giving. Okay. So the, the white backwards hat and the amulet, and then he's got this, um, oh, the, the tank top, you know, the tight ones the, that has the, um, politically incorrect term starts with a, a W those tank tops, the tight, the Hanes ones, the Hanes tanks and black. And then these white flowy pants, like the think of something that Rachel used to wear. Like a white flowy, like think of something that Rachel would pack for Coachella, like a flowy wide leg pant. 
And this is this man's, what, 43, 43rd, 45th, 48, whatever, 40-something birthday. It's just sad. And you're surrounded, you're like, your eyes are big as, your pupils are big as moons, big as a moon pie. And you're surrounded by a bunch of losers that you know that if this was your birthday with people you actually wanted to hang out with, like, maybe three of them would make the cut. Maybe. And yet here you are. Sad. So James pulls up in the driveway, and Allie's like, I, don't even tell him that I'm here. <laughs> I'm not getting out. I'm going to actually just sink down in my chair. She does not want to be seen. She's like, listen, I really care about Ariana. I never had a relationship with this man, so I'm not about to force one with him now. So James walks in, and it's, like, awkward. He's rigging the doorbell, right? The hug that they're giving is not even a Duggar side hug. It's like a... Ugh, just like a just quick tap on the back kind of hug. No eye contact between the e- either of them. Tom immediately is like, oh, I got to do something real quick. Like, they don't want to talk to each other. Tom invited him over because he needs a scene filmed, like, clearly. And James is like, down to clown. But let's be real here. He says in a confessional, Tom's party's like a who's who. Like, who the fuck are you people? He used to be the coolest guy on the block. Now look, now look. <laughs> so then Tom is like, oh, I got to grab something real quick because he's talking about his knees are like upset. I don't know what the hell this man is doing, just biding time so he doesn't have to talk to James. So James gets trapped with Brett. Brett, if you guys remember the episode where Rachel really went rogue last season and she like went off on Katie's mom Terry and that guy was in the background like girl what the hell's going on and I mistakenly thought that Brett was looking around like Rachel is truly gone rogue what the hell is she talking about turns out he was team Rachel the whole time like very anti-Katie in that scene I was like oh I'm gonna hop off this train so if you guys remember so many things happened during Scandaval so many things but I'm just gonna remind you of one deeply dark aspect that you guys probably buried in your membrane that I'm going to dig up for you. And I'm sorry, not that sorry. Um, Remember when this guy who's now trapping James into a conversation, telling him like, oh, I just wanted to talk to you about the friend group situation because, you know, Katie's obviously pushed me out. James is not even looking at him. (laughs) Like he's never seen this man in his life. James in this confessional is like, as I was saying, who the fuck is this guy? So Brett, you guys remember, he and Katie like kind of went back and forth over maybe like a 36 hour period on Instagram where Katie was like, fuck you, you're a loser. And I asked, who are you? Because I'm like, I literally didn't know who you are. I've never met you before. And he's now acting like, oh, James, who also has never met this guy. is like, we really need to talk about the friend group. (laughs) What are you going on? (laughs) Remember when um, $25,000 glasses um pam would uh tell kyle we're like sisters and we're always gonna be together and kyle would be like what (laughs) girl i just met you this is what brett is getting to okay so i say all this to say that during that 36 hour period where he and katie were fighting brett decided to release a music video in which he clapped back at katie He's in the pool for a lot of it. I I wouldn't recommend watching it if you haven't seen it, but it was like deeply, (laughs) deeply cringe. Anyway, James manages to escape this guy 
and have a conversation with Tom. And so they're like, okay, sitting down on this couch. And Tom's like, oh, how's your new house, man? He's like, oh, you know, it's, it's fine. Just feels like, you know, it's been a year. Just feels like so many things have changed. And kind of feel like a big brother to me has kind of gotten lost. I was kind of a, expecting a text from you and it never came. So Tom says, well, you know, I apologize for that. You know, I probably should have, but I was very overwhelmed. And James is like, yeah, well, but, you know, I'm talking like months have gone by and there's been so many opportunities and I've seen you on Instagram kind of doing your thing and you look fine. So, so, <laughs> so Tom's like, well, I'm sorry that I didn't reach out to you. And James is like, oh, well, are you sorry for, like, betraying me? Like, like the ultimate betrayal. And Tom's like, well, before I answer that question, and James is like, well, it's a yes and no answer. So he's like, you know, I just want to say one thing. You know, it's like, maybe why I was so angry and why I didn't say anything to you is because, like, when you did that shit with Kristen and James cuts him off immediately and was like, we're not going to talk about 10 years ago. I'll stop you right there. Tom's like, it wasn't 10 years ago. Cut to a flashback from the 2013 reunion. Just guys want to do that math real quick. Where he says he found Kristen and James fucking on his bed using his condoms. But, I mean, James is right. You said at the time that you and James were friends. But you guys were friends for, like, maybe six months, okay? Now we're talking 10 years later in much more significant relationships, relationships that y'all at one point thought were going to be your forever relationships, like he did propose to Rachel, Tom bought that house, like it seemed like he and Ariana were going to be together forever, and you decided to, like, mess that relationship up. I, yeah, like, him using your condoms and fucking your bitch on the bed, like, yeah, that's messy, but, I mean, I don't think it's comparable either. And I don't think it's worth co- having a conversation either. I would also cut him off right there. Like, James, I'm with you. So then James goes off on him. Not in, like, a typical, like, you know, like, calling somebody a fat slut like he usually does. He very, very intelligently, you know, it, it's just, like, really sad. You've got so much growing up to do, and it's sad to see. It's embarrassing to me. I'm not even going to entertain what you just said. So Tom's like getting up and he's like, well, you know, that's really very narcissistic of you to say. And James just walks out, walks right out that door. (laughs) And then he says in a confessional, Tom wants me to apologize for the past, but I'm looking for an apology for now. Because why is it okay for him to be lying to my face for six months, outcast me from the entire group, and make me seem like I'm crazy just because he was getting his dick wet? And then he goes over to Allie's window in the car and goes, is it illegal to piss on somebody's bush? And Cal- Allie, like, I don't know what she says, but she looks out the window at one point as he's, like, going full uh, fireman hose back and forth, back and forth on this bush. It's Ariana's bush, too, James. <laughs> and then the episode ends with a to-be-continued. <laughs> uh, I think we're back, y'all. I'm, I'm hoping you're enjoying and having as much fun with uh season 11 as i am okay stick around tell a friend tell a friend love you guys thank you so much for listening thank me for speaking love you bye